Lion fans, we've got another edition of chat with Craig or conversations with Craig. I'm not even sure what number we're up to. I think this is number five uh, in the series. And today we are joined by our esteemed water polo coaches from both men's and women's water polo, John Logren and Kyle Witt. Uh, so thank you for them. They have the the great pleasure of doing this a little bit further in. We, we were interviewing coaches kind of very early on in the first week or two, and now we've been uh, at home for a while now. So we'll kind of start with you, Kyle. You were, you were in season at the time. What was that Thursday like? Where were you kind of when you found out that the season was over, and, and how did you uh, respond with your team? Uh, well, that was – that was certainly one of the best weeks we've ever had. Um, you know, I think going back a little bit, we we finished up a tournament uh, the weekend, the prior weekend. Uh, went on some, went on a little spring break, gave the kids three days off before we came back, uh, ready to practice again. And during that time, my wife, who works um, in local government down here in Orange County, was kind of like, "Hey, heads up, some stuff's kind of going down." Um, you know, you might want to talk to your team about it when you get back, that kind of stuff. And it seemed pretty mild, pretty far, so we didn't really think much of it. Our first day of practice on Tuesday, we get back, and, and it was real. You know, we started figuring out real quick that stuff's starting to shut down, stuff's starting to have a problem. And we were training two-a-days for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we were getting ready to have our, have our game. Uh, our first conference game against Azusa Pacific on Saturday. So we had to keep the team focused and, and get through that. And information wasn't really forthcoming from anybody. It's not that people weren't hiding it or not telling us. It's just people didn't have stuff. So we tried to have a daily meeting about it, had to keep everybody focused on next because we knew for sure. We just were so confident we were going to play that Saturday game no matter what was coming. And we had to keep everyone in in line for that and ready to go and focus. And I'm telling you, these I was really impressed with how focused everyone was, despite everything that was going on. Um, you know, that that, fr that Thursday night happened, and, and then that Friday morning we had a team meeting. And from there we went – I mean, we didn't even have time to mourn our season. We had to go straight into getting people on airplanes. So I mean, everything changed real quick. We have a kid from Spain, two from Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. We got kids from Chicago. Um, you know, New, New Mexico, Portland, Oregon. We got kids all over the place. So we had to start getting people on planes and getting people out of here. And they, they were kind of like, yeah, we'll get in a plane. Yeah, we'll take care of it. I'm like, you guys don't get it. This thing can shut down airports. And now you're, now you're going to be stuck living with me for the summer. So you better kind of get going here. So it was, it was real quick. And, and to this day, when I talk to some of my athletes, I don't know if some of them really really processed everything yet. It's still pretty fresh to everybody. You know, we, we would have just had our championship weekend Saturday. So it's just, it's a real, real tough time right now. Um, but yeah, it was really weird. I'll, I don't think it's a day I'll ever forget and a message I'll ever forget, but there's no speech for that. There's no, there's no coaching handbook for that. You just kind of have to deal with it as best you can. So it was, it was definitely a first for me. And at the same time, it was a chance. Uh, it was a real good opportunity uh, for our team to come a little closer together through this. And so far, I think we are. And I'm looking forward to moving, to moving forward as a group from this. And, and John, obviously, your your season for those that aren't aware, the the men's water polo season is actually in the fall, and so you, your team is on spring break. I'm I'm sure some of your guys were scattered all over the country. And uh, how did you kind of communicate with them initially? Well, we were go from we there. We were real concerned with the European players that we have. So we have uh, uh, David Carrasco from Spain, Blazo Mitrovic 
from uh, Montenegro and, and Alex from, um, from Athens, Greece. So we were concerned about getting them on the plane as quickly as possible, uh, just so there was no travel restrictions put in place. Um, so that was first and foremost. Uh, my assistant coach, uh, Ikaika, did a very good job. I was out of town at the time. We were on spring break, and um, I was in Florida. So we were getting people organized and, 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 and getting the message out. Um, getting, you know, much like Kyle, getting people on planes was a priority. Yeah, and, and how do you, uh, again, be, having international students, what, what kind of communication have you had with them kind of since they've been home and is everybody safe? Well, uh, my group, it seems to be safe. And, and, and I think Spain had a, a pretty serious lockdown compared to us. I think per capita, they have one of the highest infection rates. Yeah. Um, and uh, David's known people who've had it and, and he's known people who've passed away from it. So it, it's, it's mm -hmm. obviously very serious there. Um, but we're communicating through uh, either Viber or WhatsApp with the uh, European players and uh, getting them on Zoom when we start up um, right after finals uh, again with Zoom. And, um, you know, they're, they're getting the workouts every day, uh, but still no one's in any pools. So it's, it's kind, of, kind of tough to simulate uh, water polo workouts without being able to get in the pool. Sure. And Kyle, I, I would assume everybody on your team is safe from all over the world. Yeah, everybody's safe. Everybody's healthy. You know, we've had some some close family members of some people kind of kind of be affected by this, or friends of friends, but no one no one directly associated with the program so far. Um, but it's been weird talking to someone. In, you know, our South African player is basically locked in her house. They've kind of put a complete lockdown. You can barely go out in your front yard. Um, and then we've talked to um, our, our New Zealand uh, athlete and she was, she's basically two weeks from now, they've kind of killed this thing. So they're, they're, their pools are opening up again. Hmm. So we just have a wide gambit of people all over the world that have, that have different experiences. And like, like John said, the girls from Spain are different than the girls from Greece. And that's just a couple hundred miles away. So it's just a very, it's very unique and very different in that regard. What is the, the chatter kind of in the, the water polo community? Obviously, we're in an Olympic year, or we were in an Olympic year, and that affects uh, the training and, and the team composition of collegiate water polo because some of those student athletes are redshirt and train with their national team. They're now going to probably do that again. What is that kind of talk about in the, in the water polo community right now? With the men's team, they're, they're extremely young. I'm uh, in contact with one of the assistant coaches, and, and they're excited because it gives them another year to prepare. Um, they, have, they have more college kids than um, probably uh, a much lower median age than most teams. So they're excited about uh, having that extra year once they can start getting the pool again. But they're, they're keeping together with Zoom workouts, yoga, team meetings. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously those kids will get to play again this, this season if we're in season, which everyone's looking forward to, uh, that working out. And Kyle, uh, you know, obviously it, it does affect the landscape of, uh, women's water polo quite a bit because it, it is in the spring kind of in those final stages of preparing for the Olympics or even some qualifiers. So I would assume the same thing will happen next spring in theory. Yeah, I think one of the unique things about NCAA women's water polo is it's it's the best league in the world. There's no other league like it. And because of that, so many foreign players come and play in the United States. Um, so it's it's really very interesting. All these all these teams that have a foreign player, most of them are good enough to play on their national teams. And some of those national teams are good enough to go to the Olympics. Uh, our landscape's going to be very unique. I don't know what teams are going to do. 
Uh, this past Olympics, the 2020 games, if they had happened, we potentially would have had three Olympians playing at that tournament. Um, you know, so one, one from South Africa, one from Japan and one from Canada. So we would have been, would have been a first for a program and it would have been a great opportunity. We're just hoping they get the same opportunities again in 2021 uh, when things come around again. Again, hopefully 2021 comes around again. Uh, but yeah, the whole landscape's going to be real weird. And, um, you know, we're looking to take advantage of it. You know, we think we'll have a really strong team next year and we're going to we'll start that preparation coming up this summer and really, really get ready to make sure our team is ready to what uh let, let's change gears a little bit what do you miss most about not coming to work at lmu every day i was thinking about that today i've had some conversations with the guys uh just this morning and coming in seeing the guys together that inner constant interaction with the team um them going to the weight room then coming back to the pool and just being around them for you know as many as three to four hours a day is something that i i definitely miss um and watching them together and, and watching the team continue to grow. And we were, we were having a pretty good spring, spring workout and we were getting better and better. And the guys are very excited and motivated. So um, you know, that's something that I really miss. But I can still hear the motivation in their voices when I talk to them. And uh, people are very excited for the, for the upcoming season. Kyle? Yeah, same from my end. I mean, basically, most coaches, you know, put up with the paperwork and the office work so they can do the two, three, four hours a day kind of interacting with their team. And that's that's really what I miss the most. I mean, I'll, I'll gladly sit at a desk for six hours if I can if I can be with them and work with them for three hours. So I kind of feel the trade offs fair. So nothing against our compliance office or business office or any of those kind of uh, those projects they put it on our desk. But, you know, I'll, I'll do those as long as I get to work with the team. So that's that's been really tough to do. And talking to people through Zoom or through WhatsApp or all those things you're trying to talk to people through is is helpful and it's connection, but it's, it's not the same. And um, um, that's really something our team has kind of learned through this is they thought they were close to people through social media. They've learned real quick that social media does not replace human interaction. And it was a good lesson to learn. I wish we didn't have to learn it the hard way, but for the most part, everyone's like, I can't wait to get back in September. We better be coming back because I, I need to be back on campus and seeing all my friends. So I think again, the, the team camaraderie and chemistry stuff, I'm sure every program will tell you this. It's really grown a lot just through distance. Yeah, you, you bring up an interesting point. I, I think that the one thing, you know, I've learned personally through this is you, you do miss that human interaction. I mean, texting or emailing uh, or, you know, in a normal situation or even now Zoom or whatever it might be, it, it is no replacement for, you know, just walking down the hall or just catching up with the student athlete uh, when you see them walking around on campus. You, you miss that portion of it more than anything. Yeah, it's really. such a huge part of our job with or without the team. The athletic department, the coaches are tight. We've had some uh, coaches happy hours just, just uh, uh, on Zoom, and that's been fun. We've had other coaches meetings, which I think have been important. But I think everyone, um, you know, socially and professionally, we've done a couple of drive-bys to see, say hi to friends and stay in the car and wave and say hi. My son's four, turns 14 on Sunday, and we're going to have his friends drive by and say hi and, and, and do that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's unique. It's definitely unique. But I, I think it, it's going to make us really appreciate what we have at LMU and, and, and what the team has uh, much more when we get back. What, uh, what have you been doing in kind of that extra idle time that you have now? Is your family 
sick of either one of you? Do they want you to just find a way to get back to work? It, it, has that happened at all, or where are we at? That might happen before this, but um, we, uh, my wife has her own business, so she, she has kept her employees at home, and she's able to go to the office every day in Santa Monica because she's the only one there. So that, um, I think, has helped our situation. Um, but we do a workout with the neighborhood kids every day, social distancing. We've got uh, four or five kids. And um, I can run a workout. I take some from what the, the Strength uh, Performance Center is sending out and mix it up a little bit. Kids, uh, my daughter's 16, my son's 14, and, and kids within those ages. And that's been fun. It gives them something to look forward to after their classes. So from 4 to like 5.30, we have that going on. Um, we're doing a lot of cooking. Uh, my dog gets walked a lot. And... Um, you know, a, a lot of movie watching as well. You were, you were talking about, what was the app you were talking about the other day? Game uh, game night? Craig? Oh, the app, yeah, the app. I don't, I don't know. There, there's a, yeah, there's an app. Um, somebody else was talking about that, that you can, you can play in, in like a trivia type game. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't done that. We've been watching a lot of different uh, movies and Netflix and everything else. I mean, I, I don't know what happens when you actually get to the end of Netflix. I, I think <laughs> some people out there are going to find out. Kyle, We've you, done one of the game nights with app with uh, another family. And, and I forget, I think it's called game night itself. Game yeah. night. Well, and, we've uh, had some, we've had some pretty heated monopoly games in our, our household. And um, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's healthy for anybody. We, we probably need to stop playing monopoly <laughs> where I'm from, but. Kyle, you've got a, a young young daughter. Uh, what's that like, trying to keep her constantly entertained? Uh, well, first off, I'd say I, I feel pretty lucky. She's a pretty happy kid. She's For the most part, she falls down. She gets back up again. She's pretty tough. So it's pretty fun. It's a lot of fun watching her uh, grow up. That's the first thing I'd say. You know, she's kind of learning. She's got a bunch of words, and she's starting to put again, put together two words, three words at a time. So you kind of feel like you get to watch her learn and develop and grow. So I wouldn't have normally had this time with her. So I got to feel pretty lucky for that. But then number two, I mean, I'm I'm losing some weight. I'm chasing this kid around. I mean, she is nonstop energy. She goes to a park and she just runs circles around the bases and just doesn't stop. So it's a lot of fun. You still have to watch her. She'll still run into oncoming traffic if you don't pay attention. But at the same time, she's she's a dog without a leash, man. She's out there getting after it. So she's having a lot of fun running around. And uh, we're getting in the little swimming pool, doing all that stuff. So she's having a good time jumping in there. Um, uh, my wife's pregnant right now with our second child. So we're going to have a boy in July as well. So we're kind of hoping the hospitals will be good to go by that time. So we're getting, starting to get the house prepared for that. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to have a pretty busy summer coming up here, you know, so it'll be, it'll be a good time, but yeah, child, you know, taking care of a kid is, is full time. Like I said, the wife, the wife's working really hard right now for her job in the County. So um, definitely a lot of time spent with, uh, with the little one. It's been great. How, how nerve wracking is that? Uh, knowing that you know your wife is pregnant and, and due in July, obviously, it, with the the hospitals being what they are, um, that could be probably pretty interesting. Is something you think about a lot, or or not really? Well, again, we're we're lucky that um, Jessica gets a lot of information, so we feel we feel very confident that by July, about the middle of July, is when we're due. We'll, we should be fine. Um, Orange County hasn't been impacted too bad in the hospitals. Um, there's still, I haven't been able to go to a bunch of ultrasounds for the past, I think two months, at least month for sure. I haven't been yeah. allowed to go. Um, so that's been a little tough, not getting to see the pictures and being a part of that. 
Um, but at the same time, they feel, you know, if this, if she had been um, giving birth a month ago, six weeks ago, I would have not been able to be in the, in the delivery room. That's how, that's how locked down they were. And now it seems like by the time, um, you know, by July, it's another 10 weeks from now, um, we should be okay. We should be good to go. So it's something a little concerned about, but you know, the old coach of mine used to say, worrying's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't get anywhere. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have that philosophy of just not worrying about it. Don't, don't concentrate on it. Concentrate yeah. on the positive. We got to figure out a name for this kid, man. We're way far away on stuff. <laughs> John well, Parents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can remember that. The, the, uh, I, I love going to the social security website. For those that don't know, it, it, there's a website that has a list of every baby name, uh, the top thousand names, boy or girl, for pretty much every year of birth. And it's a fascinating study. If you want to find out how outdated your your name is, you know, like Craig is not a, a very popular name anymore. It, it uh, I think, defines what generation you were born in. I do think both of you are relatively safe. John seems to have stood the test of time, <laughs> good biblical name. And Kyle actually, I think is probably doing all right too. It's probably not dying as a name right now. I think it's okay. Better not be. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. John, what have you done, you know, professionally to try to, to learn something about yourself during this time that you can maybe bring back when, when we get back to become coach? Because you get an opportunity to kind of reflect on things during uh, when you're at home like this. Yeah, we've talked about that. You've talked about it in coaches' meetings. This is, this is unique for coaches to have extended downtime. Um, I've been watching a lot of video. Uh, I've been wa talking. I've had great conversations with, with, uh, with peers, with, with colleagues, uh, coaches, uh, number one, about what they're doing during this situation, and, and number two, just, just, just talking water polo which has been outstanding stuff that we normally don't have time to do. Um, but a lot of video, a lot of uh, international water polo I've been watching. You know, YouTube is just stocked with it. And then you, you can go through various championships, various Olympics. And uh, that has given me a, a, a lot to do and spend a lot of my time. And, uh, you know, along with watching recruit videos, um, you know, I'm anxious to get back to see it live because I, I need to be a, do a better job evaluating and it's hard to really evaluate as much as we were on, on, uh, on video, um, but it's, it's a lot of video and, and, and having a lot of conversations and touching base with a lot of people I, I haven't in a long time that I've either worked with or that I've um, you know, coached against. And, and that's been really healthy and I think that's been great. Kyle, what about you? What, are, what have you kind of learned about yourself that you can bring back uh, when we get back going at it? Uh, well, for the most part, I've been doing, like John said, a lot of media watching. I've been trying to watch my screen time, but I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of film watching, trying to both analyze our water polo, our opponent's water polo, and also a lot of, like John said, international stuff. You get pretty deep into YouTube if you don't watch out. Uh, but we watched, we even watch a lot of the Italian league is kind of what what our sister and I have been watching. So it's been it's been pretty fun in that regard. In regards to like podcasts, I listen to anything that takes my mind off of sports uh, right now or politics. That's kind of my only goal is just to get into history a little bit, just to kind of change my mind up. And then books, I've I've read some weird ones, but at the same time I've read, you know, kind of uh, I can't read John, believe it or not. So, but I had run Maddie run some of those things that are kind of interesting. So, uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun reading, you know, getting into reading again. I'll put it that way. Finally have time. Yeah. Run Maddie run is a, a great book. And I think, you know, definitely a book for those that haven't read it. Uh, 
talks really in depth about mental health and uh, what it is like to be a, a college student and uh, what what really uh, people are going through on the outside or on the inside that you might not appear on the outside. Uh, it's a fascinating book and, and very well written. So would highly recommend that book for, for anybody out there, especially anybody who likes athletics. Any, uh, any kind of final wrap up words of words of wisdom that you have from your bunker? Uh, it, for us, it's a lot about staying in the moment and, you know, not, not worrying about, and Kyle's doing a good job of that. It sounds like when we're going to be back, uh, you know, with my family, it's just, it's, it's approaching the day as, as the day as it is. And, um, uh, one thing that we did that was great, uh, a socially distanced drive out to the California poppies way up by Lancaster. We did that this weekend and I'd never done it before. And, you can drive around the dirt roads, and but the, the poppy reserve itself is closed, but there's plenty out there. So we've gotten out a little bit. My daughter's um, license test was, was canceled. Oh, so she's oh. been doing some driving. Uh, we've been pra still practicing driving. How's she doing? Uh, she, she's good. She should have had her license by now. Um, but we've gone up the Malibu coast. My sister-in-law lives up there. We've gone up to Malibu a few times. So we're getting some driving in, um, but in terms of, of us staying, it, it's, it's staying positive and, and staying calm. And, um, you know, uh, that's really worked for us. Kyle, any, any closing thoughts? Um, nothing too crazy from my end. I mean, really, to be honest, we're just trying to keep everyone, everyone sane where they're at, you know, just trying to check in with people and, and you know, just making sure everyone's doing okay and all that. And everyone's at different stages. You know, I think that's been, that's been most fascinating about talking to a group, you know, and they're so diverse and so so unique as a group of, as a team can be. It's been so nice to talk to people going through various stages of this and various lockdown stages and people that are excelling at school, people that are excelling at Netflix, like you said. So we kind of have all, all different, we run the gambit on all of it and everyone's keeping their head up. We've had kids whose parents lost their jobs just straight up not just put on furlough or anything like that so just kind of talking to people through that the uncertainty is just the only thing you can be confident in and just kind of buy into it um you know you can't like john said with living in the moment you can't you just can't get outside of it if you start looking ahead too far all of a sudden your school you'll think your school's canceled your season's canceled you'll never graduate from college if you go down the wrong path and you've really just got to put that stuff behind you um we are starting to see starting to see a good trend here and things are starting to turn around a bit, but you know, we're still in this. It's still a good way to go. And I think uh, for the most part, it's been fun talking to all the athletes, both recruits and, you know, kids on the team and just, just having them kind of be in various stages of this. It's been, it's been refreshing to know that you feel good. You feel good about what you're doing. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think, you know, the, the key thing to remember in all this is, a, a common phrase that's used so often in, in coaching is control the controllables and and really you know in this situation we are kind of uh, at the mercy of of the this virus that is spreading and and until it's under control to the point where we can actually resume some activities uh, you know we we kind of have to take direction from the, the people that are making decisions as to whether or not we can resume things so uh, that's not something that we can control. And when we can, we'll be happy to get back and, and get at it. Well, I look forward to seeing both of you back on the pool deck or back inside Gersten or wherever we run into each other in person next time. But uh, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it. And go Lions. Thanks, Craig. That was great. Appreciate it.
Go Lions. Go Lions. All right. Thanks, guys. That was good.